Welcome to Rink Wrap, the Bruins podcast with your host, Mick Collagio. Mick has been covering the Bruins since the Boston Garden days and has the guests and the insights on the hockey world from the local to the NHL. So drop what you're doing, drop the puck, and listen in on Rink Wrap with Mick Collagio. Welcome to Rink Wrap, episode number 14, the Party Pooper Edition. If you hear rumbling in the background, it is Friday, March 2nd, 2018, and there is quite a little storm going on outside the Standard Times office in New Bedford, Massachusetts. So that's what's happening. I'm Mick Collagio, your host for Rink Wrap, the podcast. In this session, I will give the dissenting view on the Bruins trade deadline strategy and point out why, no matter what they did, they cannot win the Stanley Cup this spring. Rink Wrap, you can find on OMNY, that's Omni.fm. You can find it on Google Play and iTunes. You can also find it linked to stories that we put in the Standard Times on our website, which is www.southcoasttoday.com. All right. At the trade deadline, Bruins general manager Don Sweeney parted with a first-round draft pick, forward Ryan Spooner, the rights to U-Minnesota defenseman Ryan Lindgren, uh, Matt Bolesky, a seventh-round pick, all for New York Rangers star winger Rick Nash for three reasons. One, strike while the iron is hot. Cup contention is a fleeting thing. See Edmonton Oilers. Uh, were they conference final last year? I can't remember. They they went far, and they lost. And now this year, they're back in the lottery where there have been so many years with so many number one picks uh, to build on. That's where they are. Number two, Nash, um, Nick Holden, Tommy Wingles, Brian Jonta, all make the Bruins better. And if that only translates to more playoff experience for the likes of Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, Jake DeBrus, Danton Heinen, etc., then more playoff games makes them better sooner. Three, it's plain old good business. Nothing boosts the business of a franchise like a deep playoff run. So that's why the Bruins did this. Now, why Nash? In short, David Krejci led the 2011 and 2013 Stanley Cup playoffs, not just the Bruins, the NHL, in points because... He thrives with big, fast, and or physical wingers who can score. See Milan Lucic, Nathan Horton, Jerome Ginlaw, And with Jake DeBrusque and now Rick Nash, it's been four years since he's had this kind of explosiveness on his wings, both of them. So that's why we see a revived David Krejci. Now, all of this acknowledged, the Bruins let the other primetime Ranger, Ryan McDonough, slip away to the Tampa Bay Lightning. What would it have taken to bring the left defense stalwart to Boston? Sweeney doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to say buy the book and then write one, so it's up to us to speculate. One thing we know for sure, the Rangers need a future franchise center. They are hoping that six foot three, twenty year old Brett Howden might be that guy. Howden uh, is obviously uh, tearing it up in junior and came to New York in the package from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they are also high on a defenseman that they got in that trade as well. But what matters more to Boston is that the Bruins are not getting McDonough, not that he's with Tampa regardless of uh, the juxtaposition of him in the Atlantic Division. Now, why is this? Why makes making such a big deal out of this? Because 
In the hyper-coached synthetic stick NHL, a second part of which is synonymous with the salary cap era, left shot defensemen play left side, right shots play right side, and the former Rangers captain, who is a left shot, represented a shocking opportunity for the Bruins to immediately address and fully fix a multi-tiered roster dysfunction that's been plaguing them since the uh, disintegration of the 2011 uh, championship team. On the left side of the Bruins' defense, there is a generation gap between Captain Zdeno Chara, who turns 41 on March 18, and the prospects recently drafted by the Bruins that may not play for them regularly until Chara has retired. Since the 2013 playoffs, Tory Krug has been a brilliant talent and a fearless competitor for the Bruins. But on a Stanley Cup contender, he is ideally a third-pairing defenseman whose minutes stretch in sync with man-advantage situations. Matt Grizzlick may cover ground point A to point B more naturally than Krug, but the rookie is nowhere near as physical and is also a reach for even strength duty against top six forwards in the playoffs. Right shot, Kevin Miller has experience covering the left side, but he did so primarily while Claude Julian was coaching the Bruins last season. Bruce Cassidy has sparingly done the same, and not this season since he's had uh, two Millers working together. Uh, Last year he did a little bit and switched to have um, Colin Miller, now a Vegas Golden Knight, uh, play the the left side when those two were together. Uh, Nick Holden made his debut in Thursday's route of the Penguins, but the fact the Bruins were in no rush to get the left shot journeyman D some game reps validates GM Don Sweeney's soft sell of the former Ranger as a depth defenseman. Uh, Now, you'll notice the Rangers did play Holden in a pairing with McDonough out of necessity, and sometimes when you have a player who, uh, like Achara, can can be the anchor point for a guy like Carlo. He's now being that guy from McAvoy. When you have a stalwart uh, who has so much experience and still plays at an an elite level, then you can elevate another player, be it a rookie or a journeyman. The Bruins have a longstanding tradition of doing this with rookies. Al Simmons with Bobby Orr, um, uh, Mike Milbury with Brad Park, uh, they did it again with Ray Bork uh, breaking in Kyle McLaren, then Hal Gill, and on the story goes. Uh, now, adding to your depth for a playoff run is industry standard, and as we've seen, the new guys are all meshing very nicely for the Bruins at a time when they've actually been needed. Uh, the criticism here is that McDonough would have given the Bruins a generational bridge between Shara and McAvoy. He's 28 years old an elite anchor for their second defense pairing, and an heir apparent to Big Z in the shutdown role. As for the immediate, it's entirely possible that Holden, for any number of reasons including injury, will be pressed into action and could prove from that spot, as Krug did so spectacularly in his original third pairing role in the 2013 playoffs, that the Bruins have made another great addition here. Holding on to DeBrusque and their top prospects at the center position that the Rangers have been desperate to address. The Bruins are rolling the dice on Krug, Grizzlick, Holden, and a potential Miller switch to the left side. Right now, the deadline looks like a big win for the Bruins. Who knows? Perhaps Rick Nash will get seduced by this start in Boston, the way Bruins Nation has with the team's uh, incredible record this year, and re-sign with the Bruins this summer. Who knows? But not acquiring McDonough will come back to haunt the Bruins, possibly as early as the opening round of the upcoming playoffs. 
Now for the reason a McDonough acquisition would not have put the cup into Boston's crosshairs. At 20 and nearing the end of his first professional season, Charlie McAvoy is too young. Double down with 21-year-old Brandon Carlo nearing the end of his second NHL season and the cup is most definitely not in the cards for the Bruins yet. A quick perusal of cup champions of the past 50 years, the expansion years of 1967 and forward, will yield rare examples of players who defied the odds, but even those that did, did so under extraordinary circumstances. Two in particular come to mind. Uh, Peter Svoboda, the Montreal Canadiens in 1985-86 season, and Colin White with the 1999-2000 New Jersey Devils. Svoboda is the only 20-year-old defenseman to win the cup in the expansion era, which starts with 1967, and he did so at the end of his second NHL season on a blue line, boasting two future Hall of Famers and two future former Norris Trophy winners. These guys are Larry Robinson and Chris Chelios. Uh, Robinson was on the back nine at age 34. Chelios, I believe, was four years into his NHL career. They also were stacked with stalwarts like Rick Green, Craig Ludwig, plus some excellent depth with Sylvain LaFay, and on it goes. Here's the kicker. Svoboda only played eight games of the Canadiens' playoff run. Colin White was 22. And though he had no, uh, no more than 21 games of NHL experience as he entered the playoffs in 2000 with the New Jersey Devils, he only skated 14 minutes and 5 seconds per game. In the shadows of Scott Niedemeyer, Scott Stevens, and Brian Rafalski, all at the height of their powers, plus mainstay Ken Danico and Russian great Vladimir Malikov. There are your McAvoy and Carlo comparables. So can it be done? It's a long shot. Reality, even for the finest of entry-level defensemen, is difficulty in the face of experience and a tendency to make more rookie mistakes amidst the high stakes and intensified forecheck that the playoffs bring. Go back uh, 10 years. The Pittsburgh Penguins in the 2008 Stanley Cup against the Detroit Red Wings rolled out Chris Letang. After two games, they brought uh, Daryl Sador out of uh, of mothballs. I'm going to say meatballs. Mothballs. Daryl Sador hadn't played in something like 20-something games. And they brought him out because they're in a situation. This is what the playoffs do to teams. They make an assessment. They set a plan in motion. And then they find out and make drastic changes Once a team starts doing that, they never, ever win. That's what the Bruins will be doing these playoffs if both McAvoy and Carlo are regular shifting it. That's my um, prediction. Uh, I think there are other ways for them to go here, uh, and they may do that, and they could win a round. They could win two, but it's a Cinderella situation for the Bruins, at least for now. Uh, Rick Nash notwithstanding. Go a year later, Latang plays a strong complementary role to Sergei Gonchar as Pittsburgh wins and then come back up to 2016 and Latang is the dominant player when Mike Sullivan guides the Penguins back to the top in, in the uh, Stanley Cup against the Sharks. 
Latang's is actually a typical playoff story for an elite defenseman, at least the first chapter. For a complete list of cap-era defenses with ages, a breakdown of NHL years, total pro hockey years, and average time on ice during the salary cap era, plus a look at other significantly young defensemen in the NHL's expansion era, read Rinkrap at blogs.southcoasttoday.com slash Bruins and select the entry entitled, McDonough is the right move, but not so the Bruins can win now. In the meantime, I don't mean to be a party pooper. This has been a great season for Bruins hockey. I'm just keeping it in perspective and telling you to keep on enjoying it. Don't get bent out of shape when things don't turn out because they're not supposed to yet. But it is a fun year for the Bruins. They've come a long way in a short time. It really kind of makes up for the near misses of the playoffs of 15 and 16 and builds upon what happened last year. It promises to be fun, a fun finish for the Bees, especially once Patrice Bergeron makes it back from that foot injury. And remember, you can find Rink Wrap the Podcast at Omni.fm, that's O-M-N-Y, Google Play and iTunes, and follow me on Twitter at Mick Collagio. Until next time, happy hockey, everyone.